This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1712, Seven Assumptions We Need to Stop Making About Other People, by Mark Chernoff of markandangel.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back this weekend. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator, reading to you every single day from some of the best relationship blogs on the web. Grateful to have your attention on a nice spring weekend like this one, and I think you're really going to like the post that I have lined up for you today. It's one that I think uh, can really help all of us check ourselves a bit when it comes to the, the biases that affect our ability to fully interact with and understand others. So without further ado, let's hop right into this article and optimize your life. Seven Assumptions We Need to Stop Making About Other People by Mark Chernoff of markandangel.com Too often, we judge people too quickly or too subjectively. We tell ourselves stories about them without thinking it through. Our perceptions and biases get the best of us. I was reminded of this today when I received the following in an email from a Think Better, Live Better 2020 ticket holder. Quote, I learned the hard way that a smile can hide so much that when you look at a person, you never know what their story is or what's truly going on in their life. This harsh reality became evident to me this morning when I found out that one of my top students always straight A's, a positive attitude, and a smile on her face, died by suicide last night. Why? Nobody seems to know, and it's killing me inside. End quote. Talk about a reality check, right? What we tell ourselves about others, what we think we know, is often far from the truth. And with that in mind, I'm sitting here reflecting on all the little things we have to stop assuming about other people, for their sake and ours. Number one, we need to stop assuming that the happiest people are simply the ones who smile the most. Behind the polite smiles and greetings people give you, some are hurting and lonely. Don't just come and go. See them. Care. Share. Listen. Love. We can't always see people's pain, but they can always feel our kindness. So be kinder than necessary. Two. We need to stop assuming that the people we love and respect won't disappoint us. When we expect perfection, we tend to overlook goodness. And the truth is, no one's perfect. At times, the confident lose confidence, the patient misplace their patience, the generous act selfish, and the informed second-guess what they know. It happens to all of us, too. We make mistakes, we lose our tempers, and we get caught off guard. We stumble, we slip, and we fall sometimes. But that's the worst of it. We have our moments. Most of the time, we're pretty darn good, despite our flaws. 
So treat the people you love accordingly. Give them the space to be human. Number three, we need to stop assuming that the people who are doing things differently are doing things wrong. We all take different roads seeking fulfillment, joy, and success. Just because someone is not on your road doesn't mean they're lost. Number four, we need to stop assuming that the people we disagree with don't deserve our compassion and kindness. The exact opposite is true. The way we treat people we strongly disagree with is a report card on what we've learned about love, compassion, kindness, and humility. Number five, we need to stop assuming that we can't trust people we don't know. Some people build too many walls in their lives and not enough bridges. Don't be one of them. Open yourself up. Take small chances on people. Let them prove your doubts wrong, gradually, over time. Number six, we need to stop assuming that the rude people of the world are personally targeting us. We can't take things too personally, even if it seems personal. Rarely do people do things because of us. They do things because of them. And there is a huge amount of freedom that comes to us when we detach from other people's behaviors. So just remember, the way others treat you is their problem. How you react is yours. And number seven, we need to stop assuming that other people are our reason for being unhappy, unsuccessful, etc. We may not be able to control all of the things people say and do to us, but we can decide not to be reduced by them. We can choose to forgive, or we can choose to forget. We can choose to stay, or we can choose to go. We can choose whatever helps us grow. There's always a positive choice to make. Thus, the only real, lasting conflict you will ever have in your life won't be with others, but with yourself, and how you choose to respond, and the daily rituals you choose to follow. Dealing with people who deeply offend us. Some of the points listed, like numbers 4 and 6 for example, potentially require a willingness to cordially deal with people who yell at us, interrupt us, cut us off in traffic, talk about terribly distasteful things, and so forth. These people violate the way we think people should behave. And sometimes their behavior deeply offends us. But if we let these people get to us again and again, we will be upset and defended far too often. So, what can we do? There isn't a one-size-fits-all solution, but here are two strategies Angel and I often recommend to our core students and live event attendees. One, be bigger, think bigger. Imagine a two-year-old who doesn't get what she wants at this moment. She throws a temper tantrum. This small, momentary problem is enormous in her little mind because she lacks perspective on the situation. But as adults, we know better. We realize that there are dozens of other things that two-year-olds could do to be happy. Sure, that's easy for us to say. We have a bigger perspective, right? But when someone offends us, we suddenly have a little perspective again. This small, momentary offense seems enormous, and it makes us want to scream. We throw the equivalent of a two-year-old's temper tantrum. However, if we think bigger, we can see that this small thing matters very little in the grand scheme of things. It is not worth our energy. So always remind yourself to be bigger, to think bigger, and broaden your perspective. And two, mentally hug them and wish them better days. This little trick can positively change the way we see people who offend us. Let's say someone has just said something unpleasant to us. How dare they? Who do they think they are? 
They have no consideration for our feelings. But of course, with a heated reaction like this, we're not having any consideration for their feelings either. They may be suffering inside in unimaginable ways. By remembering this, we can try to show them empathy and realize that their behavior is likely driven by some type of inner pain. They're being unpleasant as a coping mechanism for their pain. And so, mentally, we can give them a hug. We can have compassion for this broken person. Because we all have been broken and in pain at some point as well. We're the same in many ways. Sometimes we need a hug, some extra compassion, and a little unexpected love. Try one of these strategies the next time someone offends you. And then smile and breathe, armed with the comforting knowledge that there's no reason to let someone else's behavior turn you into someone that you aren't. You just listened to the post titled, Seven Assumptions We Need to Stop Making About Other People, by Mark Chernoff of markandangel.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And thank you so much to Mark for this one, a post that a lot of people needed to hear, I'm sure. But why do we make these seven assumptions in the first place? Why isn't it our go-to state of mind to do what he's telling us to do in this article? Well, because we feel less scared when we think that we can sort things. Labeling and making assumptions help us categorize people, so we can generate what we feel to be appropriate responses to them. But obviously this leaves us with very limited views of people. It's crucial for us to truly acknowledge the gray in everyone, the possibility that lies in each of us, and therefore the innate volatility that lies within each of us. Because when we do this, not only are we being more realistic, but we humanize everyone, including ourselves. We don't harbor as many expectations, and our love is not as conditional. We allow people to have their flaws and their unpredictabilities. This is how we generate true love, because we are willingly putting ourselves in a place of vulnerability. And frankly, Doing so is how we encourage others to do the same as well, and really tap into that collective fear that we all have, that fear that causes us to make these seven assumptions. But the more open we can be about that fear, as opposed to trying to combat it, the more we stand to connect with people at a deeper level. So, something to think about, folks, as we wrap things up. As always, I thank you so much for being here and listening all the way through. Be sure to share this episode with someone who you think might enjoy it, and aside from that, I'll see you in a second for our weekly bonus episode, which is live now in your feed as well. That's where your optimal life awaits.